We are in New York City. It is June 7th, 2018. My name is Daniel Bader. Welcome back to the Android Central Podcast. We are all in one room, the four of us, the people I will introduce right now. To my left, Andrew Martinick. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? You You went on vacation. I went on vacation. I came back. I didn't want to. I totally get it. (laughs) And now I'm hanging out with you guys. Sorry, man. <laughs> Across from me, Russell Hawley. What's Hello. going on? How are you? Doing well. Good. I like your shirt. It's got cats on it that are in spacesuits. Yes, thank you. I was I was hoping you would describe it so it was good radio. Yeah. That I voice, can... that uh, Ebullian voice. Yeah. Mr. Well, Mobile, Michael sultry. Fisher. What's fresh, going on? Fresh from the mac and cheese shelf. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what that voice is all about. Describe Hi, what what is a mac and cheese shelf? Precisely. It's a, it's a bold, bowl-shaped object full of joy, oh, as far as I'm so concerned. Good. We not just... like a normal bowl, like it's leaned a little to it's the left. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that sweet Instagram. It's a very jaunty bowl. bowl. That is correct. That is a good, that was a good bowl of mac and cheese that we just inhaled right before the podcast. Yep. Immediately prior to Sorry, this. sorry about the smell. Remember just how we were saying. telling you guys about the food cast? Surprise, mm. it starts <laughs> Actually, I got some feedback on the food cast. Oh, yeah? Lots of thumbs up. I think wow. we're a go. I think, I think we have to make this happen. Every, every week, it's going to get closer, folks. <laughs> but not um, the new Thundercats. So we're all in one room for one reason and one reason only. Uh, the BlackBerry Key 2 was announced today in New York, and we have thoughts. We have well, a thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Among the four of us. <laughs> a single unified thought, which we'll get to shortly. But we did want to touch on something that already got announced a couple, actually yesterday, um, and uh, Michael and I were in New York last week for this. This is the Moto Z3 Play, yeah. so we'll talk quickly about that and how it compares to the Moto G6 series, which went on sale earlier this month, um, and and just sort of how it how Motorola is faring these days, given that the Z3 Play doesn't really have the carrier support. That its predecessor did. Yeah. So we came to New York. They had a big thing as well last week, but they didn't do an event. And I think this is a big difference between Motorola and the rest of the manufacturers today. They're trying to do things a little bit more quietly. They invite press to take a look at the phones, to do our hands-on, whatever. And then they just release the phones in a blog post. Mm. You know, they did this with the G6. They've done this with a couple previous... Series and I think it speaks to the fact that they are not—they're not trying to be as, especially in the U.S., as vocal about their products as they used to be. And it strikes me as a natural, uh, you know, result of the fact that this is the third in a series, yep. in a mid-range phone series that looks very similar to right. the other two because of the mods. Right. So there's not a lot of excitement to mine from to begin with. And look, they did a big announcement, like. Right, actually, in the same building where BlackBerry did today for the Z2 Force, and it didn't feel like it was really worthy of the gigantic launch event with all the stuff. And this event where you and I were laying and jumping into piles of foam blocks. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah that was the highlight of the event. To what purpose? <laughs> for slow mo? Uh, no, re- relaxation. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we it just contoured the body. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think the event runners didn't necessarily appreciate <laughs> it very much, but we but, didn't know that at the time. But this seems to align this type of launch event that you're you're speaking about with just like pre-brief on it and then make a you know put out a press release seems to fit the level of excitement, excitement? for the device, yeah. but not as cute as the time that they sent everyone the 
the the press event in a box. Oh yeah. <laughs> where you open this cardboard box and it had these look like like just a pop up cardboard pop up of oh, a yeah. press event and it had a little cardboard Rick Osterloh. Yes. Uh, what phone was that for? I think it was the G two. No. No, it was right. it was a bit later than that. It must have been the G. But, but was, I mean, it was it still was when another, Rick Osterloh was, was another second generation phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. I I I think. Was it the E series? I think it was earlier than the E series. Oh, I can't. Remember. Anyway, it was a. I I thought that they that is, and it's. Motorola has always been cute in its announcements and subtle, and I think that this was another example of a successful launch that unfortunately will not lead to success. success. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we, I've been surprised at uh, how large the reaction has been to my coverage because I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah, yeah. I certainly didn't get any excitement out of my content. I think I made a rather boring video, even though I wasn't necessarily all that bored with the phone. Um, but everyone wants to talk about this device. There's a there's an awful lot of interest. I wonder if it's all from Brazil. Uh, you know, because it, it very well could be where it actually matters. Yeah. Brazil yeah. and uh, to some extent India, where yeah. Motorola has a lot of sure. a lot of influence. Sure. Um, you know, the G6 series was impressive in its in, in in just and Andrew, you went to Sao Paulo, Brazil for this launch. You saw how popular Motorola. Insane is down there and it speaks to the fact that in North America that that cachet has been lost and I think the fact that the Z3 Play is that the fact that it's not launching on Verizon is is just another indication that they're pushing more for the unlock market and that carriers are just not as interested in stocking their mid-range products. Are you trying to sit here with your lovely mouth and tell me that North America is not the most important market for phones? Yes, my lovely mouth would agree with that. (laughs) Well, that was the biggest surprise of an event full of... As a Canadian, I would would agree with that. (laughs) Full of, you know, kind of non-surprises to me. I couldn't, I actually couldn't believe my ears when I heard that Verizon was not going to stock this phone there was going to be a sprint u.s cellular and unlocked thing and i was like okay well surely the price will reflect oh no 499 okay yeah that's the thing the device itself as an unlock device the z3 play does not move the needle at at 499 in particular yeah it you know like you said it's very obviously it's very similar to the z2 play which already kind of had this black mark on it because it went away from the gigantic battery of the original Z-Play, and, yeah. And, it's, and then now you're talking about it's not on Verizon, which in the U.S., normally we don't talk about having a carrier deal as, like, make or break. No. But, like, Verizon made the Z2-Play It made Android. Happen. I mean, for all intents and purposes, well, but I'm just back talking in about the day. In the Motorola yeah. realm, it is the only reason why that Z2-Play was successful for both Motorola and for Verizon. And I, I mean, mean, we'll see if that's true this time next year. We look at the Z3 Play, uh, you know, whatever figures get reported. Sure. And see how it's, you know, because, yeah. I mean, last year, I, I've been talking all this year, like the OnePlus 6 being placed right against this in the same spot is a big deal, and it is. Mm-hmm. But last year, what was it? It was the OnePlus 5, right? Yep. That was Which there, was even cheaper. Was so even the OnePlus 5 was identically priced Right. To the Z3 Play. And they said the Z2 Play moved, what, 30% more units than the original one did? However, we're looking at the unlocked version, whereas Verizon stocked it for $408. Mm, so they, yeah. they sold it for a lot less. And it was often discounted. It was yeah. Because it was, for all intents and purposes, a Verizon phone. Yeah. They were doing BOGOs on it. It was, it was just 
that's why it's so surprising to not see it again on the Z3 Play. So why doesn't the Z3 Play move the needle at, at four ninety nine? It's a it's a decent upgrade update to the Z2 Play, but my theory is that the legacy of having to support Moto mods is today not nearly as exciting as it was even a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And and the you know Motorola likes to tout stats about the stickiness of Moto mods, the fact that people will use a battery yeah, motor they say mod. The attachment rate is huge. Yeah, but they'll not use more than one or two. And they'll stick to that one and not really diversify. You're not going to find people carrying around both a battery and a speaker and a projector. Oh, they're never carrying it around. If anything, they have the battery and one of the style style covers. Right. And they'll leave them at home, you know, they'll swap them at home for whatever they need. So that's the problem, is that I don't think there's inher- there's anything inherently exciting about the phone other than the fact that it supports Moto Mods, which itself is losing a lot of its luster in its third generation. Well, the one thing for me is they they did the smart thing. They moved the fingerprint to the s- sensor to the side, increased the screen size, reduced the bezel size, because they were stuck with this mod, sure. this mod shape. Yeah. But it just it feels like a lot more of a modern device. This is what like the previous generation really should have looked like to kind of stick with the times. But that's all. I mean, it, other than that, it's the exact same recipe inside and out in terms of being a 600 series processor, even mm-hmm. though it's plenty fast. The battery isn't gigantic. But, like, so what, what's, to get, what's there to get you excited, like you said, aside from the mods, when you have a OnePlus 6 for $30 more yeah. that has top-of-the-top specs but, I mean, I've always talked about Motorola phones as defying the industry's idea of specs first. Sure. You know, this goes all the way back to the original Moto X, Moto X, which was underpowered. It didn't have a great screen. The camera was garbage, like human garbage. Yeah, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. But it, I loved it because it felt like the closest thing you had to an iPhone in the Android world. And I say that as, like, somebody who wants the experience, the overall um, problem-free at the time experience of, of, of using an iPhone, right? Back in 2013, Android phones were janky AF, most of them. And the and Google owned Motorola. It wanted to sort of do what it did with the Pixels later on, mm-hmm. but it had it had trouble kind of getting the hardware um, altogether. It was a wonderful collection of ideas. The it, twist gestures, the, the always, always on, on display. display. Moto Display is still one of my favorite features of any phone, period. Yeah. It's still amazing. You said in your review, it's the best active display there is. Yes. And that's, I completely agree. And yep. the difference now is that the Android competition has caught up pretty considerably in that respect. Mm, not in yeah, Moto not Display. Not in the way, though. No. Yeah, not in Moto Display, but in the not being janky. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Having oh, 100%. good camera, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Having a lot of many aspects of the simplicity and things like that. Right. And the only place where all of that with software and the simplicity and the performing better than the specs works right now for Motorola is at the lower price point where it's still not the case that your average Android phone, like your average $200 to $300 Android phone doesn't perform as well as a Moto G6 does. Mm. Right. But at the high end, that's not, that's not the case. You can get a lot of high end phones that perform well and do a lot of things well. And so Motorola can't really compete as well in that area. And when you go from four to five hundred dollars, 
you start to get into higher competition. Yeah. It's it's that weird we talk about with the OnePlus phones a lot is they're in that weird price gap, which Daniel you talked about with the Z3 Play not coming to Verizon. It's like who is going to choose to spend the extra money to get the Z3 Play mm-hmm. unlocked for you know versus getting a Moto X4 or a Moto G6, right? And there's but, also but won't spend the top dollar money to get something that's seven or eight. And right now we don't know whether there will be that seven eight hundred dollar. We can only assume the Z3 Force will be out sometime later this summer, like they did last year. But I don't know if it's if it's obvious whether they'll just do what they did last year again, where it's robust, so they have it has that plastic screen cover that may Love that. Oh, may yeah. scratch before you know before you, before you get it out of the box. Detector. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a, that? Oh my uh. god. But also, the my issue with the recent Moto phones is that the cameras are bad. Like, yep. if you're looking at a phone holistically these days, it has to have a great camera. The Z2 Play was fine yeah. in decent lighting, but in low light, and you said it was it garbage. Was, and you said, hey, it's $408. Yep. What can you expect? Right. Well, the OnePlus 6 is pretty damn good at 529 100%. The camera mm-hmm. took uh, a big move. And at the Moto G6, which is 249 you're like, well... Does it have camera? Yes. But even yeah. even does it have a front-facing camera with a flash? Yes. Okay. You but here's here's the thing: we're not in a market that has the Moto G6 Plus, but the camera on the G6 Plus is almost identical to that of the Z3 Play. The, and then th- and it's like a hundred and fifty dollar Gulf. Yeah. So comparatively, well, that's the same sensor from the G2 Play, didn't that? Yeah, which Play, right? which may actually be the same sensor that's in the G6 Plus. Okay, but there's a new ISP because of the Snapdragon 636. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping which it'll is be better. Okay, like I don't know, the G6 Plus camera is is okay. Yeah, it's fine. It, it was okay for a $350 phone, right. but $500. Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget what you get for that 499. You get a, they they made this smart decision. I know. We've been screaming for them to do this forever. Pardon me if I'm jumping your No, go for it. Like that, adding a Moto Mod in the box that isn't just a style shell. It is a what two thousand milliamp hour Motorola made battery. So that brings you to five thousand total. Yeah, I mean you know excluding losses. Sure, sure. Yeah, all that stuff. Which is good. Which is great if you're going to hook somebody on Moto Mods, right? Yeah. Oh, the battery is the Moto Mod. And it's not. It's not a mail-in rebate or like eight weeks. No, it's just in the box. Exactly. And I mean that's that's fantastic. And I think that's something that probably every podcast after a Motorola launch week, yeah. one of us has been like, Let's just put them on the box. I I love this particular mod because the G the Z three Play is it's like six and a half millimeters thick. This adds maybe two two and a half three millimeters, so it's not enormous with the mod on it. But you get a two thousand milliamp hour battery, and with a three thousand milliamp hour battery in the phone, it's five thousand milliamps. It's it doesn't impede the use of it at all. You could mm-hmm. probably safely leave it on there. It's kind of like a Mophi juice pack. Because these Moto yeah. Z phones, without any mod on them, they feel like a frisbee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's true. It's wide and flat, especially this one because it's all glass on the back now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's glass instead of the metal. Right. I asked about that specifically because speaking of stuff that scratches easily, that first gen Moto Z mm-hmm. play that was another one of with one the of mods days. coming on and off of it. Yeah. Oh man, it's, dust would get stuck in there and they would just scratch up. Like a like a mofo, but the the new one has a different coating on the what Gorilla Glass three on both sides. That's what it is. Yeah, which is the like that. L- more scratch resistant, 
less shatter resistant. Okay, yeah. yeah, which is good. I feel like they need to they need to get their naming conventions right. Like I don't because it feels like you're just two generations old. Yeah, but really it's just a different type. Like the Kitsu also has Gorilla Glass three. Yes, and you're like, but why? Why don't you just put five on it? But then they probably have a reason. For that, and what happened to four? It's either three or five now. You don't hear about Gorilla Glass four. Four much at all? No. If you have any inside information about Gorilla Glass, hit us up. That would be fun. Talk to me. Want to give us a tour of the factory where we get to. Go to Corning. Hit big pieces of glass with hammers and stuff. Yeah. That test facility is like learn about baking dishes. Make me so happy. The end of that. Yeah. 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 All right. Dishes. It's a uh, school trip down to Corning, New York. Get on Let's the do bus. it. Um, so it's coming soon. It's available in Brazil already. The Z3 Play is coming later this month to the U.S. Sprint U.S. Cellular. Start lining up. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see you at that Line corner sprint store. Line up local sprint store. Um, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not counting it out yet, but I, I, I'm not nearly as enthused about it as I have been about other Moto phones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I know we, at, we said that we would talk about the G6 in the previous podcast. We didn't have one last week. And I just want to follow up because I reviewed it. I think it's fantastic. Andrew reviewed the G6 Plus, which isn't available in the U.S. The G6 I felt like it would be a big downgrade, uh, given that the processor is a little slower, uh, this, the camera is not quite as good. But I was thoroughly impressed by almost every aspect of the phone. I think that it is tremendous value of two hundred and fifty dollars. You can get it on Amazon if you're a Prime member for two hundred thirty-five. Mm. And, and omitted those stupid lock screen ads too. Omitted the lock screen ads. It just gets preloads of the Amazon apps Which I would and Alexa. Anyway. Yeah. And um, and. What was the other? Oh, it works with all four carriers. So Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, and, and AT&T. So you don't even have to worry about it. It's just, it's a good unlocked phone. And I was interested to see what you were going to think about this because the problem with reviewing the G6 Plus is that the only available pricing for the U.S. is buying an international version. Right. Which priced out to a little over $350, mm-hmm. which didn't make sense at all for this market. Just... Of course, they were going to range the G6 here. They have the Moto X4 here, right. which at the time was, I think, selling for less than the G6 Plus, so you would always buy the Moto X4. So it's good to see that it's mostly the same device mm-hmm. coming to the U.S. as the G- regular G6, and it's whatever $10 cheaper. It's just a completely different class of device, and a lot of the little complaints that I had with performance and maybe the camera not being fantastic go away when you drop the price by a third. Yeah, and also, I didn't find that to be... My, my big thing with reviewing the G6, and I don't want to keep too long on it, but my main thing was I'm coming from every expensive Android phone ever, right? I don't, I don't use budget phones as, their, as my daily driver, and I don't think any of us do because we have access to all these really great phones. So I challenged myself to take my main SIM, put it in the G6, and use it for over a week as my main phone. And I will tell you the experience was almost identical in almost every situation, except for extreme low light. And at times when I was using a lot of apps very quickly, there was a little bit of stutter. Like you open the, you open the camera and you press the shutter button and it takes just a beat longer to take yeah. that photo. But yeah. there are, and you sort of, you, you work that into your life. But if you're coming from an older Moto G phone, 
This is a huge upgrade for you, especially if you're coming from a Moto G3 or a G4. Those phones were ugly, like yeah. unabashedly <laughs> this has ugly. Some style to it. Yeah, so I'm happy to report lots of good stuff there. Um, let's are, are we are we good with the G the, the Moto stuff? Does it come in any fancy colors? Uh, like shiny blue. At this really? point, like that's the G, th- that's only the plus, right? The, the G six. Oh, the Z three play. You mean? No, the G. The, the G's G. are like yeah, f- funky blue. I forget. It's the, like gray and then that bluish. Oh yeah, blue. I got the black one too, but it does yeah. come in blue. It's just very reflective, so it kind of gives a little bit of light off whatever source. I guess it doesn't using. really matter if you're hooking a mod up to it anyway. You're never gonna see that. Color. Oh no, no, no we're Not just talking. We're just talking about the the G, the G. Oh, okay. but yeah, the yeah. Z three comes in one color. It's called Deep Indigo. Yeah, and it's fine. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. it's fine. moving on. Okay, um, so before we talk about the BlackBerry Key Two, yeah, uh, we have our we have a, a new ad that sponsor is ZipRecruiter. What? Right? They're, they have faith in us. So go visit ziprecruiter.com slash ACP. Even the New York Fire Department is excited <laughs> about the fact that we have a new a new sponsor. ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. So here's the deal with ZipRecruiter, okay? Um, hiring is hard. People in any industry, it's hard to find the right people. And when you go to ZipRecruiter it becomes much easier. It's a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP and you can sign up and you basically, you get the first bit of your experience for free and then afterwards, if you like it, you can pay. But the first sign up, the first um, initial experience is free. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they do not stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. And it's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That's 80% within the first day. Those two parts are highlighted, they're underlined, they're bolded, because those are really, really impressive stats. Sounds an awful lot like machine learning doing its job. Oh, God, AI. (laughs) AI's taken over. So with results like that, it is no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. And we are in America right now talking about the fact that ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. So right now, if you are interested, you can sign up for ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive address for ACP listeners. It is ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. That's you, three times. If you don't use ZipRecruiter, you run the risk of people like us coming to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that. That's not the worst thing in the world. I, I have it on good. I'm kind of terrible. You're you're actually you're you're pretty fantastic. That's me. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Um, so ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. What's the what was the Google project that that calls and makes your hair appointment for you? Duplex. 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 There is totally, I was thinking during your read, there is totally going to be a, a Google offer. To duplex service. recruiter. No, duplex for podcasts. And like, 
just like emulating your co-host voice reacting to the, to the <laughs> that's know? true but like mm-hmm. three seconds too mm-hmm. late you know yeah oh yeah um oh yeah that's a good, good one yeah 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 acp friday <laughs> zip recruiter <laughs> four people ZipRecruiter.com <laughs> slash acp this is a really long ad <laughs> no i think we've moved they past the ad. that last part yeah. yeah that was free guys thanks for that all right, so let's talk a little bit about the BlackBerry Key 2, ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. Um, so, okay, so let's, uh, let's kind of recount the, the last few weeks. So BlackBerry Mobile has not been shy about leaking slash they, they teasing this. All yeah, over the they really did. They LG'd all over the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the walls, the ceiling. Oh, they, no, they so messy. All over oh, God. ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. Oh, no, so, <laughs> so, okay, now we have... And then yesterday, Evan Blast leaked the entire spec sheet Nash. and the renders. So we had a lot... There was very little to actually, like, um, you know, reveal today. Right. But at the same time, we all got to see the phone... We can and, reveal our opinions. And I will Kevin say, I was very, very impressed with almost every part of this phone. Like the, it's it's an entire upgrade. It's a very like un, let's let's say unlike the Moto Z three Play, which doesn't feel like an enormous move forward. This to me fixes every problem that the Key One had. Yeah, you, you, based on what we've seen so far, yes. Yes, so some questions absolutely. About the camera. Yes, that's and true. The, uh, how the software related? But the like the physical hardware all felt great. Mm-hmm. Oh man, looks nice. Looks better than the the Key One. Uh, I'm never gonna not complain about this naming convention. We went from Key One, <laughs> where it is spelled out, Key O N E. And now we have key, the number two. But it's key two. And key is all capitalized this time. (laughs) But it's not an acronym. But it was all capitalized last time. I refuse. And then all lowercase one. This is a nation of laws. So here, okay, so here's, here's some inside baseball. I have... I have actually barred Russell within the Slack channel from using... From spelling out key two in, in words because... He was, he's just going to go through all of our old posts and just change key number two to key letters two. But Daniel doesn't know us. I've already done it. Oh, okay, you're fired. <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP. I need somebody today. Um, so, anyway, naming convention aside. Can we uh, just be happy with that upgrade? It's a lot it's a really nice. Yeah. It, it really is. I think they learned, their le- uh, they learned most of their lesson because it's still a capitalized key, but anyway. Got to shout it. So it got thinner and lighter. Correct. Yet it feels more substantial and better. Mm -hmm. It's better weighted. It's not rounded with like this pillowy feel and the back doesn't feel as hollow Mm -hmm. like the key one did. Yep. And it just has more of that modern solid aluminum design. Yeah, when a manufacturer comes out the gate as they often did in the aluminum phones era and said this was milled from a solid block of aluminum this looks like the block of aluminum other stuff is milled from it yeah. looks slightly <laughs> less finished from that because of that yeah, and in, in a good way like that. In an industrial way all yeah. of these phones coming out with glass everywhere yeah. it was it's a refreshing like i picked the phone up and was like oh this is what phones that i like feel like it's, it's got just, that rubbery texture on the back yeah. for grip oh i mean like just like Andrew knows because we we both have it the Xperia XZ2. Yeah. I actually had to go and buy a case myself for a review for the review unit yeah. because otherwise 
I didn't feel confident that I wouldn't drop it. It's a glass mm-hmm. pillow. Every single time I use the phone. Right? This has... This is the opposite Some of people will not like the finish on the metal because it kind of has that pixel thing where it feels a little plasticky because oh. it has that coating on it. It's but that coating smooth. is what gives it a little bit of grip versus really smooth, cold metal Yes, where it would just kind of slide out of your hand. I assume that this is like a, you know, because you're a businessman and you're walking down the street and you're typing in one hand and you're... Okay. Know, making We're, deals with the other hand. <laughs> Shaking hands with the other Exactly. I assume that that's what it's supposed to be for, but it also just feels really good, even with two hands. What, you know what I love about it? Is that, like, we ever, we, ever, we're in a nation of uh, commenters uh, and, and reviewers both sort of screaming in unison for reduced bezels. Yeah. Maybe some louder than others. Uh, and the BlackBerry Key 2 looks like the took a key one, put it in, like, a microwave oven or an oven, and just baked away all the excess until only the display was remaining. Because it's the same exact panel. Mm-hmm. And yep. please to report, no notch. No notch. But, yes, headphone jack. But and headphone capacitive jack. But capacitive keys. keys. Which is really the proto-notch. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you lose some screen real Hot there, take right there. Wow. 2,000 words coming at you yeah. soon. I don't, I, I don't disagree <laughs> that the capacitive keys don't really make sense, but... I, and I've asked this to members of the BlackBerry mobile executive team, and every single response is completely different. Because they and, don't have any idea. And completely opaque. Like, yeah, they don't under, They don't actually know why they keep doing it. It's something about how they want to make sure that lo- legacy users have a consistent experience. And yeah. BlackBerry... And wouldn't, wouldn't you just love if that was a number row instead? Of capacitive Ooh. keys, yeah, maybe. A so they, so we can. Well, let's just talk about the keyboard. Yeah. They made the keys twenty percent larger. They took the whole thing and just kind of stretched it out to the edges mm-hmm. and up. Yeah, they 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 pushed it all out because it's the same screen size and base, right. you know. And they let, but they left this huge wasted amount of space with these capacitive keys that aren't dynamic in any way. They can't hide when you're viewing something full screen. They can't give you like keyboard suggestions or anything like that. When you're typing, you can accidentally, you know, you're hitting that top row and you have large thumbs like Andrew Martinick does. You can't show off. You can accidentally hit the multitasking key or whatever because it's right above the eye. I don't know. It just, it's so old school and they don't have any reason for it. From a component perspective, if you know you're going to reuse the same exact panel, well, and then like you can come at it from that way. Good thing they like, good thing they didn't raise the price then. Oh, oh. snap and a half! Yeah, you're right yeah. actually. That, but the panel was never a point of contention. I think no, that wasn't the problem. No, but the point were. is, if you don't have the tool belt, then you have to sacrifice some of that already small 4.5 inch display. Right. So sure. leave those capacitive keys in there, and then what are we losing? We're losing like right when they decide the, the multitasking gestures on P. I agree. Right. When they decided to use the same aspect ratio and size screen. Yeah, the decision was. Made. I would argue that hey, you could have just come out with a different aspect ratio on size screen because it's already kind of awkward. It's not designed for landscape, of course, right. because then you got this big dumb keyboard sitting next to your video that's playing. But you can still use that as a scroll, as a scroll yep. the trackpad. So very nice. beyond the larger keys, they redesigned the keys to have more clickiness. It's supposed to be. Kind of like the bold ninety nine hundred, they said. Hot to, stuff. To much applause. <laughs> I, I was I was told explicitly by Crackberry Kevin, who uh, regrettably cannot be here, that every 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 time the BlackBerry Bold ninety nine hundred 
keyboard is mentioned, I have to say hot stuff. <laughs> so there, I'm, I'm so obligation be, over, Kevin. Model, it's supposed to be modeled after that, so it's supposed to be more clicky, and because they're larger, it's going to be a lot easier to, to you know, reliably type and not have to rely on autocorrect. We don't have to wait for a full review to say, at least I don't. It is, it is, it is much better. Yeah, it's a to, lot better. Even though yeah. the key one I really didn't have much of a problem with, but it is... It's not it, like it, a priv to key one jump, no. but it's still a considerable jump. And the matte finish, I can't say enough about how, how pleased I am that went matte instead of gloss. Yep. Feels nice. Yeah. yeah. So but it's still a trackpad, so it's still completely yeah. capacitive to slide around. Yeah. Still get the fingerprint sensor in the space bar, which, which is, is smart. Great. And you have a new key called the speed key, yeah. which is basically like a function key on a keyboard. You can hold it, and then you can set up, but it's completely configurable. You can figure shortcuts of holding the speed key and hitting, you know, whatever. Let's see, A, and it'll open, you know, WhatsApp or something. Yeah. You can make it do whatever you want. But that you could do before from the home screen. The, 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 the crucial difference is now... You from can within use apps. your shortcut keys inside apps. Yep. Which is great. So, so having the hard, dedicated hardware key was was key, if you will, <laughs> to the experience because you can hop between apps without having to reach up for that stupid capacitive key and go at home first. Right. So I think the most important, um, I, I think the going matte was interest was was important because even though the glossy finish on the keys gives you a decent impression on the key one, especially when it's new in box. After months of use, they become really slippery and grimy, yes. and yes. you have to clean them far more than you hopefully will with the matte finish on the key two's keys. Yep. Yeah, and they'll get a luster too, like you know, like yeah. all matte keys did back then. But you're right, nowhere near as badly as the gloss keys. Did. Yeah, I just look at this and I'm like, it just doesn't look great one. after a few months. Yeah. Um, uh, are you going to talk about the speed key? Because I want to touch on that right real quick before we move on. Yeah, go for it. The best part of the speed key. For somebody like me, who maybe doesn't want to use the BlackBerry launcher because none of that stuff is useful to me, totally load up Nova on there, and what what happened before when you did that is that it would disable short key. Uh, yeah, this is system level. And yes, you like the the speed key. If it is pressed, it doesn't matter what launcher you're running; it will still let you use your shortcuts. Totally. Even if you're running Nova or Action or whatever launcher you're running. And every key on that keyboard is programmable by the speed key, so you can just go yeah. bananas with what you want. To launch, like it's it's pretty cool. Programmable mm -hmm. twice, short and long crit on each yeah. one. Yeah, fifty-two possibilities. Indeed. You, uh, 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 there's another button next to the speed key. Can I kind of talk? Oh, you're so it. excited! Oh, I'm so jazzed because I asked them. I was like, "Hey guys, a couple months ago, whenever we had our super secret, uh, very early, like, like look or whatever it was." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, you're gonna be able to sw swipe down on the fingerprint sensor and uh, look at them notifications," and they were like. Maybe, I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. Very difficult to do. And then I tried to do it on this one. I was like, oh, it doesn't work. That sucks. And then they were like, yeah, but no, check it out. You can reprogram the currency key, which is right next to the speed key, which has a dollar bill sign on it, <laughs> to drop the notification. You're not a cool a finance bro that needs to type out all those currencies all the time. It's hot money. And uh, you click that. And notifications drops, are your currency. I didn't actually know that. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. Because it, it always struck me as stupid that on a phone with so many buttons, not a one of them could drop the notification. Yeah, but, okay, so on the BlackBerry Motion, you yeah. could do that. You could swipe on the fingerprint sensor on the front to bring down the notification Oh, shape. that's right, you could. Yeah. yeah. The problem is you'd use BlackBerry Motion. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. The less is, the, I mean, look, the 
Motion is not really a phone that even BlackBerry Mobile cares much about, to be so honest. There's a thing here now. There's a whole bunch of people who are listening to this podcast who have reached this point. They're like, why are you guys still talking about this BlackBerry phone? And you brought up something when we were talking earlier. I think it was you. Uh, that that uh, made a really good point to me. BlackBerry's whole deal uh, with this presentation is that they're not aiming for a mainstream audience. Their their whole focus Impossible. is uh, is you know to, to get you know to they're aiming for the corners. They, the people there's so many mainstream aiming phones. Like we said, they're just everyone wants to make a phone with glass back and even ones that don't have wireless charging, which makes Hyatt pull his hair out. He has very <laughs> lovely hair, so I don't do that. But uh, there's there are these these niches that are forming and we're already seeing it with the ROG phone mm-hmm. and, and these other phones and and this is just another one of those corners you know the, there there are probably like you said going to be more people interested in the BlackBerry Key 2 than there are the Asus ROG phone even though the Asus ROG phone is this flashy thing for playing video games uh, and the same with the Razer phone yeah there's room in this in, in this group for these corners uh, that, that are not very not mainstream but the people who have them are going to just love them mm-hmm so I think that the big issue is, is that market of people who want or would ever try the hardware keyboard phone growing at all? That's or are they just attempting, because I agree with you, a- attempting to just get the people who just could not give up that BlackBerry keyboard, oh, but sure. they were forced to going back to it. Or are they actually hoping that they will see some? That somebody will see this phone and they will say, yes, I want to buy that because it has the hardware keyboard and it seems interesting to me. Or is it just like they're just getting the people that already we wanted to, or already, you know, knew that? We exist in a strange ocean of 80s and 90s nostalgia. It's just like mm-hmm. everywhere we look, there's more new things that are not new things that are coming out that is sure. 80s and 90s nostalgia. And this is... In some way, uh, for some people, I'm sure, uh, another example of that. Uh, but no, I think that there are people who pick this up and go, wow, this is exactly what I want. Especially right now, uh, I, a ton of people resonated with this thing that I wrote uh, earlier this week. Virtual keyboards kind of suck right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like trace typing virtual keyboards, they, they suck. And, and tactile... Just got a voice type, man. Yeah, there are so Sorry. many people who voice type now. Like... I agree, exclamation point. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> period, see period. Constantly walking down the street voice and we, are, yeah. and we are willing to deal with the issues with that because typing the, the virtual keyboards are not perfect either. Right. So, yeah, so I think it's fascinating to, to, to see that jump, uh, you know, especially with people who are voice typing. So, yeah, I think that there are people who would at the least consider it. Maybe not jump to it because there are still some sacrifices with the screen not being as large and... Not all the same, you know, multimedia features are going to be available. It's really just not fun to watch a movie right. uh, on on this phone. So I mean, it, it's obviously there's you know it, there's going to be some market difference there. But so yeah, I was talking to uh, Sasha Segan at PC Mag at the event, and he was saying they made all of these improvements to the Key One, all like across the board. Nothing got worse. It is the best phone but just for that person that wanted the hardware keyboard. There's nothing necessarily there that makes it stand out from any of the competition at the same price or any other price other than the fact that it has the keyboard. So if it's not appealing to someone from the keyboard perspective, they're never going to take the trade-off of having the keyboard in order to get anything else on it. Sure. So it's really that trying to get people to switch is really tough. 
I mean, we were just talking about the U12 Plus a minute ago. Yeah. Well, from before the podcast. About, well, it has this crazy button thing. It's like, yes, and that you know may or may not work. It doesn't work. But they... <laughs> but aside from that, it's just a normal modern phone. This is, like, dramatically different. You can't go can't go 90 on this thing you can't turn it sideways and comfortably watch a netflix show yeah, you can. or play a you can. or play a game letterbox no but you can't Playing you can't put it weird. sideways and play a game no the, yeah the game you can't do a lot happen. of these things you're not gonna be rocking some PUBG on this right and right. if you and what happens when you like if you buy the u12 plus and the buttons don't work out it's like you can get by if you buy the key too and you decide you don't like the physical keyboard you have a damn physical keyboard sitting. But I mean, that, okay, so that's the same argument Steve Jobs made at the original iPhone launch back in 2007. Every single phone at the time, smartphone, had a hardware keyboard. From sure. Palm to. Because uh, screens were all resistive and they sucked. They no, were, uh, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, every, every phone had no, you had no choice. Now we are flush with choice. And this is a capable phone and every respect yeah you are making the active decision to buy a phone with a physical keyboard because you understand that's how your that's what your your needs are after 10 years of using smartphones and i think that as you know to russell's point virtual keyboards are not great virtual keyboards on the iphone apple's virtual keyboard is still 10 years later well like one of the worst keyboards that I the use. The virtual keyboards basis. suck, but you get the benefit of hiding the keyboard. Of course, and having that, a that six is, inch. We, we're taking foot. that for granted right. in this argument, but my my point is that the for people that primarily use their phones to just be communicators, which is a a, a, a very small number of people in the overall two billion plus smartphone users out there. But there are still those that want it. And we have to remember that even though the smartphone industry isn't growing as quickly as it used to be, it's still growing. There are still people who have never bought their first smartphone. And the issue here is this is a $650 phone. So you're pricing out a lot of potential per people anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, this phone is the best example of a single-purpose communicator today. Like... The Blackberries of old, the Blackberries running BBOS, BB10, they sucked to, as phones, as phones. because they're, they're the only like, thing that as smartphones the, yeah, because they had you could do nothing on them, right? Now you can, even though gaming sucks on this, you can still run basically every app in the Google Play Store, yeah, and it's fine. So that is an interesting point about the price. We wait, I, I, I don't want to get there yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. before we. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been sitting on this keyboard point for like ten minutes. There is another category, and I don't know if it's anybody beyond me, but just from a personal <laughs> perspective, I was over the physical keyboard. If you had told me before the key one became a thing mm -hmm. that we'd be sitting here talking about talking about how, how great the physical keyboard is compared to the virtual one in 2018, I would have called you insane. The same people that are calling you and me insane for right. writing so positively about this phone. And right, exactly. And, and it makes sense to me that other people see it see it as crazy. Mm -hmm. But then I used the key one and I found out that, yeah, I had gotten over the physical keyboard, but in exchange I had been using this software keyboard, and no matter what platform it was, that I actually really didn't 
ever like as much. This is how I was about the Prip, the BlackBerry Prip. When I switched to that, I was like, wow, I genuinely enjoy using this keyboard. Right. And, and this keyboard's way better. And this yeah. keyboard's, yeah, like, uh, better, better even than the thing that was already way better than it. So it's like, that's a very strange position to be coming from as I consider whether, and I know I'm going to carry the key too for, for months, um, I, I, and I, I tend to wonder if a lot of the people who buy it are people who already carry two phones, one for work, mm, one yeah. for personal, mm. and they just, you know, want that thing, because it's a cliche, but it's like, yeah, if you want to bang out a marathon email or whatever, the physical keyboard is just more, more accurate and more efficient for a lot of folks, myself included. The other part about this that doesn't get a lot of um, attention is that the physical keyboard is augmented by a lot of intelligence. Oh, yeah. You swipe up on the screen to auto, you know, to autofill a lot of your words. Yeah. You have the ability to use it as a trackpad, which is an Just under scroll, scroll through Twitter man. underrated yeah. feature. Yeah. Like seriously, totally underrated nice. feature because you're not putting your finger on the screen to cover up the content. It's the yeah. same thing that we've talked about on smartwatches for so long. Mm -hmm. Or phones with gesture areas as well. Right. And uh, placing the cursor as well. Yeah. With the keyboard. Oh, that's really that's good. Super that's, handy. that's super handy. Yeah. Um, so there are benefits to using the physical keyboard above just the fact that it's clicky yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever your personal uh, exactly. attribution is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 650 is not cheap. And it's it's a hundred dollars more than last year. But that was to your point, or to Russell's point. Th this is the small group of people that wanted or are curious, whatever, about the hardware keyboard. Those people probably like if they were willing to spend five fifty, they're probably willing to spend six fifty. They're, I'm kind of going against the other thing that I was saying. They're not cross shopping this against the OnePlus Six. No, they, right, right. Anyway, so it doesn't matter the fact that it's yeah. six fifty rather than five fifty. Yeah, because there's there's what are they going to compare it to? Right, the key one that's you're gonna you don't buy the key one. Right. The, the, you're the gonna buy the newest latest thing, and it doesn't compare to anything else. Now, of course, they shouldn't charge eight hundred dollars for it, but I don't think the six fifty versus five fifty makes any difference in the sales. Well, and their justification for it when I when I challenged them on it, it's like, yeah, well, we've got you know the base the base RAM count is fifty percent higher, and the, so is the storage option. And there's a one twenty eight option, though. right? And I'm like, oh, that's that is actually what every other smartphone company says, pretty much or yeah. charges, right? But the difference is there's no entry level option with this. Sure. So it's like, but eh. they got a ton of crap for shipping the the key one with three gigs of RAM, and it really needed four, and they ended up shipping it with four later. But and having different models. So, like, true. they're just getting out ahead of that and having more storage. And simplifying. There were so many SKUs of the Key 1, eventually. Your bronze Edition, your yeah. black, black Edition. edition. But then the regular one that's black. Space Black. black. Yeah, two, Space Black, Black Edition. On that's yeah. different. The Black Edition is a default launch color now, which I was surprised right, how there's much black and I silver. did not like. Really? Yeah. Uh, I like the I like the silver one. The silver one is hot. The silver one had all of these black accents everywhere, and it looked really nice, whereas the black one was just murdered out. Like, just everything black. Well, if you saw my backpack, you would know that I like that. There are totally people who are going to look at that and go, yes, that is my phone, and that's cool. The silver one was just, because it had the black keyboard as the accents and the black kind of coated area on the back with the silver trim around the camera. It just looked nice. So it has... 
Aside from Ram and Storage, Snapdragon 660. First time in North America that we're seeing a, th- a 660 powered phone, How which did, should be plenty capable. Can I ask you a question? What is that from from the our resident silicon nerd? How does that differ so, um, from the six? What thirty six we just talked about? So okay, there is one difference and one difference alone between the Snapdragon 660 and the 636. Which, which to refresh, the 636 is in the Moto Z3 Play. Moto Z3 Play. Okay. The um, core speed on the primary set of four cores that power the phone. So the they're, they're, the 636 and 660 were announced mid-2017, shipping kind of early 2018, and they're the, they were the first 600 series chips to be outfitted with cryo cores, the same ones that are in the newer 800 series chips. Mm -hmm. So they're custom cores from Qualcomm as opposed to the standard ARM Cortex A53s that we've been seeing. So they're they're much more power efficient. They have better single core um, speeds. And these ones are clocked at 2.2 gigahertz for the first four cores and 1.8 gigahertz for for the second set of four cores. Whereas the 636 is 1.8 gigahertz throughout all eight cores. These are faster. These so this is faster. Clocked faster. Clocked faster, but it's got, it, it shares a lot of similarities to the Snapdragon 835. So it's got a, the, an upgraded um, Spectra ISP for better photo processing. Mm-hmm. It's got that, hex, it's, it's got the upgraded um, Hexagon um, DSP. DSP for some like AI stuff, even though they're not really calling it that. And it's got things like Quick Charge 4.0, it has uh, an X12 LTE modem, so it yep. supports speeds of up to 600 megabits. We know the, Bla- the BlackBerry Tops had a quick charge 3.0. So it does, but it does technically... Options. These are options on the chip. Correct, yeah. Okay. So, you know, there are gotcha. there are very few benefits to the 660 over the 636, other than just top speed. And do, um, do, do they, will they probably have comparable power efficiency to the 625 that made the key one so famous for endurance it's better it's 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 going to be more efficient more efficient than that well that would be cool without having the jank hopefully well but the problem and this is you know we talked about this with the key one podcast it's like the 625 gets a bad name in blackberry circles but really you look at its performance on a moto z play yeah and it the moto z play still flies today it kills. it's all a first yeah. gen and it and it, and it cooks and the key one can barely open Google Maps without and you, you know, jumping yeah. out a window. You hope that the 660 plus double the RAM. And bl- it's interesting. And hopefully they did something RAM doesn't software. do anything for the speed, right? RAM just helps with multitasking, right? I'm talking about opening one app, mm. you know? You were not alone in your disdain for the performance on the key one. Yeah. It I was know. a well-known problem. I mean, there I are asked people... for another one, and they gave me another one, and what do you know, it slowed down. Then they gave me the black one with more RAM, and what do you know, that slowed down too. There are people that have problems with the speed, and then there are people that didn't use it. So speed is a problem that they're trying to address here. Uh, long-term performance is a problem that they're trying to address. They're also... You know they don't have a great legacy of platform updates, mm-hmm. monthly software is updates. Seven point one. Yeah, so they security updates. Security are, updates are great, are great. but yeah, you're right. Platform updates. Yeah, and it's not still waiting for Oreo. And platform optimization, as Michael pointed out. So yeah. the Key One launched in Canada first last year, which meant that it's being updated first. And the Rogers now says that the Oreo update for the Key One is coming soon. But they this got beat phone by is LG with the G6 getting <laughs> yeah. Oreo out. For and that's God's that's sake. sad. So not impressed. At the same time, this is a company that doesn't make its own software. 
the what was really interesting is that BlackBerry representatives came on stage and said, we work with BlackBerry Mobile, which is basically TCL communications, to ensure that the hardware route of trust between um, software and manufacturing is never broken. And what was interesting is, I think it was hyperbolic, but what he said was, if the power ever goes out in Waterloo, they stop the manufacturing line in, in, in Shenzhen. Right. Because they never want that hardware route of trust to actually get, get split. And they talked about this as a security feature, but as we just talked about, it also means that it can slow down the development process. Well, yeah, I mean, evidently it, it has. All, all, I mean, the Priv never got updated to even NuGet. It stayed on Marshmallow. Ugh. So, but, and that was, you know, they, BlackBerry used that as, as an example saying, well, you know, at the time we, we sold to TCL, so we never really wanted to invest long term in it. The key one is going to be the big test there. Um, what else about this phone before we wrap up? Uh, we have used cameras. Oh yes, dual They're cameras for the first time on a BlackBerry. Yeah, but the zoom. Yeah, no, interesting no, like, decision. It's or... kind of the one one plus five situation. Correct. Yeah, secondary mm -hmm. sensor with f two six and one micron pixels. Mm -hmm. Probably only going to be useful I, in broad daylight. For nothing, right? <laughs> but what's what, what's potentially problematic, so the Key 1 famously had the same IMX 360 um, camera sensor as the original BlackBerry, or as, as the original Google Pixel. And BlackBerry made us know that. God, yes, they, they loved that fact. That every two seconds. It was not the worst. I mean, it wasn't the best camera in the world, but it certainly wasn't the but worst. comparing yourself yeah. to the Pixel uh, from the start is not a good Oh, but at the look. same time, I, I don't know. I was coming out from the perspective of just, like, past BlackBerry cameras. Yeah. And the Key 1 it was, was so much better. killer compared to those. And, and it just, it Low did. Bar. <laughs> That's true. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, 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 it availed itself nicely in most situations, this sensor, we don't know exactly what it is yet, but it's got smaller, uh, smaller pixels. Is there so it's, OIS on the main camera? No OIS, Literally. but they're using so really some form of EIS on that. And it's 1.3 micron pixels on the main one, uh, as opposed to 1.55 on the original key one. Um, whether that makes a big difference, we'll see. It's going to do portrait mode. It's going to do That better make up for it. It's going to do 2x zoom. Well, I tell you now, it won't. Nope, it definitely won't. As, we, as we've seen on... Pretty much every other phone. Let's. I, I just kind of hoped that they would do what OnePlus did, which was realize that the secondary camera is kind of just whatever. Make that main camera better. Give it a bigger sensor. Give it OIS. You don't even need to give it a bigger sensor. That. Just give it the same sensor as last year. It was a great sensor. It just didn't, you know, I don't but, think it needed you know, to be changed. Those business people, they want to take portrait mode shots of those right they needed to make this physically <laughs> smaller so it could fit with the neck with the other one. Oh right yeah well and but i get that again like i said with oneplus like i didn't particularly like the decision on oneplus's part to make that secondary camera just for portrait mode because i don't think portrait mode is very compelling because every portrait mode photo i've ever seen sucks but a, ca a phone on the shelf with two cameras is going to sell a lot faster than a phone on the shelf with one camera yeah. in 2018. It's just a marketing thing. And I really do like that BlackBerry, and it took me forever to look this up. It was like one in the morning, I finally got a response, that it is telephoto. For the longest time, yeah. I thought they just threw that on there for portrait mode, but it actually is a 2x optical zoom sure. lens. And that's, at least there's that added usefulness, even if it is just at high noon in the desert that you can use it. Right. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. But that really is the only time you can use it. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a, it has one micron pixels and it's f two six. It doesn't. I mean, if there's a if there's a cloud that rolls overhead in the middle of the day, you right. can't use it. It's too grainy. Yeah. Okay. So key two coming out this month in the U.S., Canada, parts of Europe, UK, launching Germany, France, UAE. You got a good memory. Yeah. Launching globally in July. We'll have a review. Probably in a couple weeks, I would say. We're not sure when we're getting yep. units, but uh, shouldn't be too long. Impressive turnaround time on their part compared to Q1. Oh, Again, my goodness. low bar. Yes. Yeah. That had, like, three different launches. Showed it yeah. to us at CES. Showed the it to us at MWC. Yeah. yeah. Launched it, like, two months after that. Yeah. So this one will be we out a lot sooner. And, uh, oh, and we have no word on carrier? Nothing yet. In Canada, it'll be on everything. In the U.S., it... I, we have nothing yet. Sprint in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, probably a good shout for AT&T, considering the way that they partnered with AT&T for an exclusive color last time. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, count. on Verizon. No. Definitely not. Even Verizon, though the, the synergies are so... Verizon, you know, great network and business people, come on. They have a lot of inventory. I mean, that's the problem with being a carrier today. Is they, that they have inventory you have, requirements, too, like you got to make these things available, and we don't want to deal with them if they don't sell. If you go to Verizon's site right now, it's basically iPhone, Samsung, and Pixel, and, Pixel and a couple other low-end phones. But that's really all they need. They only need three or four flagship phones. They know they, 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 know they can sell. Really simplifying things. They have the red hydrogen. Not yet. <laughs> and that'll be... Oh yeah, that'll that'll fly off the shelves at its thirteen hundred dollar MSRP. Um, what is that going to be per month? Like fifty dollars a month? <laughs> is it fourteen hundred dollars? Yeah. They're not going to care. That would People be uh, care that would be fifty eight dollars a month yeah. before tax. So I yeah, I'd call it sixty. Look forward to receiving line and not knowing how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple other bits of news this week that we'll we'll just fly through. Uh, new Android P developer preview launched. Uh, less janky, less, uh, yeah. you know, the, the gestures are, are getting, um, tightened up a little bit. If no, you're like huge changes, just, just a lot of smoothening, smooth, rough edges. Wow. That sentence sm- really sm- Smothering these, smoothing the ranges. Smoothing the is definitely um, better. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, the multitasking UI is a lot better. Map, Google maps doesn't crash. Uh, Bluetooth slightly improved. You, you know, can open the Play Store almost every time. Yep. So one, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that if you've been running the beta, developers can now release apps into the Play Store that support all the new features. Yeah. So all the early adopters are going to be like scrambling, waiting. Oh, has one pla- one password added this feature? Has whatever added this feature? You know what? I actually don't like that because every time this happens. The, the, I, I get uh, developers, uh, when they drink too much, tell me these horror stories. Uh, and I'm not going to call <laughs> And they it all out, drink too much. Uh, of, of people who, who get in this mode and then start leaving one-star reviews in the Play Store because some, because some support isn't there yet. Crashes uh, on Dev Preview 2 one-star. even there yet. Yeah. Right, but so, they shouldn't be releasing it into their public... Uh, anyway, that's, that's a little bit inside baseball. But I agree with you. If you're... Dumb, if you're a, dumb enough to release your beta as a normal like up, release it to your stable uh, you know lineup or stable app release channel. then channel thank you is the word I was looking for uh, you know that's on you 
Um, one other thing that I will say, personally, I installed a Nest doorbell this week. Oh, me too. Best decision ever. This thing is amazing. Your front I, door? Front door. I had a ring doorbell before. This thing tells me somebody's at the door twice as fast. The picture quality is twice as good. And I am... I love the fact that it integrates with my other stuff. I have, you know, my Google my like Google Home tells me who's at the door if it recognizes the face. Does it do the thing on the Chromecast yet? Will it send the video to Chromecast? Uh, I don't know. That's not the question. Does it integrate with Chiba? <laughs> <laughs> I loved your video, by the way. I was so good. Because it's the, the most adorable, infuriating <laughs> piece of technology I've ever seen. I had no idea that it was made... I, I think Brian I mis- mistook it for the Jap- uh, the, um, I, I, the, the Sony, Sony one. Sony, yeah. yeah. Which has been around for like 15 years. Right. Yeah. And also doesn't do much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at least they but don't pretend it does. <laughs> That's way nicer. Okay. Yeah. One last bit of news. ZTE will be back. They've, they've figured out Yay. their problems huh. with, well. uh, with the Department of um, Commerce. So they will pay a hefty fine. It's going to be about a $1 billion fine. But they will now be allowed to do business again with Qualcomm and Google. So we'll be seeing the Axon M... The Axon M2 or whatever it is at some point. Hopefully not, but uh, we'll see. And finally, the OnePlus 6 in silk white is now available, as well as the OnePlus uh, Bullets wireless headphones. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about those since I reviewed them. Nice and they're headphones. they're great. I highly recommend it if you can find them. Does that uh, because so white come in Avengers edition? No, well, they I don't. don't. I know you don't because you are threatening I still to go want to this Avengers edition <laughs> from India, and Harish won't send me his because he's selfish. Yeah. Actually, I, he's not. I love him to death. Harish is a, a genuine national treasure. Not there, our nation. But there are some branding problems <laughs> with having a silk white Avengers brand phone. Just think. Just thinking about. Would it. you like to know who doesn't care? You. Yeah. Ah. Those those special those special make one just they for you. should you're gonna you have a box on your doorstep. You know, OnePlus if OnePlus knew what they were doing, <laughs> uh, they would have made that phone in Thanos purple and released it globally for and like nine hundred dollars for just to me. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay, personalized phone, phones. Phone just, customization is always uh, is always a kind of a bit of a chin. What do you call it? A Briar's pack. Yeah, a Briar's yeah. pack. <laughs> it's a little it's a little thicket of confusion. That's Fortunately. Right. Today's sponsor has a lot to help with that. This podcast brought to you by D-Brand. Quality oh, <laughs> vinyl skins for your smartphone. I'm joking. D-Brand, if you're listening and you can make me a Thanos chin cover. For <laughs> Call phone, Russell. I've, I've got some money for they it. They are going to send you a post-it note with a drawing of a middle finger. <laughs> that would be amazing. Got... That's also acceptable. <laughs> yeah, I, he has exactly It'll $8 for that uh, uh, skin. It'll be all cut out nicely. All right, so that's that's where we're going to leave it for this week. We'll be back next week with a, you know, less drunken slash uh, well we weren't actually wait, drunk what? but I was drunk on macaroni and cheese oh you are that's true yeah and we're hopped up on the sauce yeah that, that the, the sauce. really good delicious <laughs> sauce that we're that we're probably going to eat more of later because that was delicious was good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening thank you for uh, thank you ZipRecruiter for sponsoring the show ZipRecruiter.com slash ACP um, and we, we hope to uh, we hope to have you back. We hope to have you back, you as in the listener. We we love to hear your feedback, your comments, 
podcast at androidcentral.com. While we were recording this podcast, Daniel actually got that URL tattooed on his arm. It happened while this was being <laughs> You didn't hear the needle? Because it was very painful. It was amazing. Um, the guy who did it, by the way, gentle. Very, 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 yeah, calm. Uh, the the same comment that the guy left you on your uh, YouTube channel, calm and energetic at the, same, at the time, same time. At the yeah. same time, that is how we will leave you this week. Andrew, Russell, Michael, thank you. My name is Daniel. We'll see you again soon. See you next time. Good night, everybody. All right. You didn't Tell stay mobile. Oh right. <laughs> I got my own tagline. Leave that in there, Jim. <laughs> we'll fix it in post.